3: Welcome to this week's edition of Black and White right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. studio. Uh, listen, okay. The Democrats are so predictable. And I, I, I had to hit this before we get off into what we're going to be talking about in today's show. But they're so predictable. And the American voter are no more the wiser of, of their of their antics and what they go about doing. So Joe Biden's in trouble. Hey, let's start World War III. Let's go out and attack Iran. But then Iraq, hours later, attacks us in three areas. I mean, Clinton did it. Clinton knew. Oh, let's start a war. Let me be a wartime president. They talked about Donald Trump, that Donald Trump is going to take us to World War III. Not one war. Trump was trying to end the wars didn't take us, didn't extend any other wars, destroyed Soleimani, Abu. <laughs> uh, you guys got to hear Shane, Shane, Um, I think his name is Shane Ellis, the comedian. He has a pitch, a, a pistol peep. Find that Shane Ellis in, um, impersonation of Donald Trump about when, uh, oh, he's on the phone. He, he can't hear me, but I'm so sick. Of, so I'm so sick and tired of this, 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 this party, this, these leftists, that's, that's taking over our country. I heard an audio where, um, what's her name from Minnesota? The um, congresswoman up there. I don't even want to say her name. But she was speaking in her country of Somalia, or speaking to Somalians, talking about how basically she's going to make America bend its knee to the people of Somalia. This is treasonous. But yet, nothing happens. Nothing happens because Republicans are weak, no backbone, not willing to really take the fight to the people, not willing to take the fight to these idiots, to these enemies of America. And I'm getting so sick and tired of it because I love this country, this republic to hell with democracy. I'm so sick and tired of hearing Republicans call us a democracy. We are a republic. And stand on that. All right. Let me get off my soapbox. Because I think we're going to have a, a very interest interesting show today. We're going to be talking a, a lot about ranked choice voting. And I know some Illinois politicians have bandied about this idea. And that's why I brought in my good friend, Mike, Money Mike Alfaro, to join me as guest host today.
4: How you doing, buddy? Thank you for having me. Glad to be back.
3: You know, I can get on my soapbox sometimes, but 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 Mike, I you 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 you're, you're involved in this. You you are in the swamp. You 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 you're in DC. You see a lot of this stuff. Do you sometimes just want to go home and take a shower because of the filth that 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 falls upon you? Because you see a lot of this stupidity that's happening out there.
4: <laughs> yes, I I do. In fact, <laughs> actually. I take a little step further. I just got back from Alaska, and I did uh, my first cold plunge. Oh, look at you. So I I dived in the water. It was uh, 30 degrees, and you have to submerge your whole entire body. And then when you get out, you have to jump in immediately into a jacuzzi. Uh And I did this. It's supposed to be uh, just for 20 minutes, but I I managed to continue to do this over and over and over again for over 30 minutes. Okay, Uh, okay. Okay. I'm going
3: to call you out right now. Go ahead, brother. You ain't white. Don't do that white people stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If you do, if you if you listen to the show, you know how much I crack jokes about you know the white people stuff. I'm sorry, but
4: <laughs> dude, you literally jumped in there for how long? About four hours total because <sighs> it was just it was just stressful. You know when when you, when you're when you're fighting as a lone ranger against ranked choice voting yeah. that funnels seven million dollars just to. Go against a group of Alaskans who want to um, reverse rank choice voting on a one million dollar budget. Whew. It takes on so much. Yeah, and not only that, but our next speaker coming up, Philip. Yeah, introduce him. Go ahead. He, he's the one that that made this all happen. Go ahead now. You, introduce him real quick. Philip. Philip is this um, IT guy um, from uh, Alaska, Anchorage, and um, he 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 just saw what what happened in Alaska and ha- and how his grandfather was so confused and did not know how to uh, vote correctly and had all these issues in this community. So he stepped up, and he galvanized the whole entire state of Alaska to turn in 42,000 signatures, breaking the record for Alaskans' history. We haven't seen such a turnout in the grassroots movement like this since 1960. They turned in 42,000 signatures, only— only um uh, was it tw- 26,000 signatures were actually required to get ranked choice voting uh-huh. on the ballot but why is this so hard there are 40 districts in Alaska and you need 7% of every single district of the participating uh, amount of people that voted in the last previous election cycle and only um i le- i think i think there's over 20 districts in the state of Alaska that are not even accessible by roads, which is yeah. how
3: Sarah Palin lost, right?
4: Right, and, and you have to, to get in in Alaska. You have to get into some a lot of these districts by two airplanes, and sometimes even Ooh. three airplanes. You have to have skis on the airplane. You have to land on water. Some you have to have special pilots to have to um, get to these you know Eskimo people and these indigenous people that are just hard to reach. But mm. I, anyways, I'm, I I can't wait to have Philip come in. What's his name? What's his name? And, and Phil, who, who's he with? Philip eisen and he's with um, stop. Ranked choice voting all right uh well, uh Philip,
3: welcome to Black and right. I appreciate you coming on,
5: yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate <clears throat> coming in from uh I don't know it's colder is there here to uh where what's the temp where you're at
3: <laughs> well it's it's a nice it's a little bit warmer uh up here right now I, oh I think um, like
5: negative negative twenty here right now uh
3: yeah, we had that a couple of weeks ago. we were at negative twenty five yeah. negative thirty a couple of weeks ago. we're now oh, at man. I think as I was coming in it was forty six forty seven degrees I saw in my car. Um, so we're, we that's a heat wave for us.
5: <laughs> but, <clears throat> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate it again. Thank you for inviting me in. And, um, I haven't done, I actually uh, do have done work with some people out of, uh, Chicago, Illinois area, uh, on ranked choice voting. Um, I've, I've done a couple of them doing presentations in front of people from Illinois, uh, election integrity people. Oh, ah,
3: sounds like Carol Davis. And, um, yeah. th- was that Carol Davis in, um, oh, Illinois conservative I, I, union?
5: I, I couldn't tell you. It's been a while. It sounds about right. Yeah. It sounds about the right the right group. But it's been such a while. It's been uh, almost a year now since I've yeah. seen them. So, uh, but the, the I will make sure to share this with them on on Twitter. And oh, on please X, do. And, uh, yeah. Okay.
3: So, Phil, Phil, you know, I I first heard of ranked choice voting, um, in the Alaska, um, uh, primary when um, Sarah Palin was running for Congress and uh, Lisa Murkowski. God help us. Sure. Um, What is ranked choice voting and why is it so detrimental to the future of the country?
5: So, um, ranked choice voting is a a very, it's a very complex topic because, you know, election systems shouldn't be because like, you know, your election system, if you go to like a kindergartner and uh, you know a group of kindergartners and you ask them to pick up their favorite ice cream or their favorite color that type of thing, uh, it's it's a lot easier. You could vote and and come up with the winner. ranked choice voting, you can't do that. You can't teach this to children. It's too complex, and that's you know that's just by itself is an issue. And so when you look at the the system as a whole, it's it's car it's hard to break down into. Uh, uh, all the different fat, like areas because like, you have to explain it from literally start to, to end and then explain the, the results after the fact. I, I like to just come to the very beginning and ask some simple questions, you know, about rank choice. You know, it, <clears throat> so, like, let's talk about the merits of rank choice voting. Is rank choice voting better? Is it cheaper? Is it faster? Does it increase turnout? Does it eliminate spoiler candidates? Does it help third parties? And doesn't produce an absolute majority. There's just some areas that, like, if you break down ranked choice voting, these are the areas that they say, these are the reasons why we need ranked choice voting. Wow. And the reality is, none of these things are true. None of them. And so it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not better. It's not cheaper. It's not faster. And so um, I'm going to break down uh, just kind of a quick summary of of how it works.
3: And and Phil, Phil, Um, we're going to have to do that after the break. This is radio. I wish it was a podcast where we didn't have to. We didn't have to take a break to, to pay the bills, but uh, that's what happens here. When you, uh, I, I would hope you would also be willing to take phone calls, because uh, I I believe um, Money Mike said I have you for a very long time in this very first hour, so I really appreciate yeah, it. I
5: mean, <clears throat> this is a, a, a pretty dense topic. I've done presentations for an hour and a half on the topic, so it's uh, there's a lot of material to cover.
3: Sheesh. We're talking with Philip Izan. He wrote a book, um, and I'm going to get the title of that book, because I was perusing through it. Um, on yesterday and the day before it's a very fascinating read about what's how they're trying to destroy this republic you know with this this is this season of elections and not just election day uh, you listen to the black and right we'll be right back
0: we now return to black and right on am 560 the answer here's john anthony
3: Welcome back to Black and White right Radio on AM five sixty The Answer. I'm your host John Anthony live in the studio with my buddy Money Mike Mike Alfaro. Um, Hello, Hello be, Chicago. Yeah. Before the break, we were talking to Philip Izan He's from the group Stop Ranked Choice Voting. He's also written a book called Ranked Choice Voting: The Illusion of Choice. Um, Phil, you were going to explain something about uh, ranked choice voting, uh, and but before you do that, you know, I, I you, you look at at how these states are tinkering with our election laws and, 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 and especially here in Illinois, uh, I'm, I'm a former state representative and I've seen firsthand how we've gone from election day to election season election elections. In my opinion, should not last an entire month. Um, how does that, I'll let you explain what you're going to do, but then I want you to th- think about this. How does, how we're tinkering with our election and making them election seasons how, does, how would ranked choice voting uh, impact that as well? So go ahead. I'll let you finish that with that, Phil.
5: <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I'll start at the end there. Uh, so Alaska, we have 200,000 voters in the last election, and um, we were the last state in the entire country for election results. Uh, so we have the topo- population of a small city, and uh, we couldn't count our votes in a day. So uh, it is, And Florida can count their votes in a day. Right. and get their election results we waited almost three weeks and so yeah they there was only one other state and it was uh, that was the warnock uh, georgia senate election that was uh, after ours and that was a runoff but that was only one election right and so that's actually a really good place to start so one of the the great uh the pitches about ranked choice voting is that it, it's going to save money and so the pitch is that it saves money by eliminating the runoff election and so but in that circumstance, there's a great example of the Warnock um, election in Georgia. And uh, the, so that election, um, he, there was only one election. Out of all the elections in Georgia, there was only one that actually went to a statewide runoff. Uh, and, it, and so it wasn't even, you know, it was for one Senate race. And so it, it, versus Alaska, we're the last for all our races. And so, no, it, it didn't save any money. I mean, the the, the Ben's savings, if there was any savings, uh, the, the three-week delay, is it worth that? And that by itself. Um, so when you go into ranked choice voting, so you got to, uh, you know, you have to start out with the primary. And so primary, there's the thing called a jungle primary. In um, in most states, they pitch it as an open primary. And open primary, and I have notes on this, so that way people can reference it. A open primary is uh, there's in Arizona has open primary, mm-hmm. which means that an independent can go and register as right. a uh, and 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 vote, and and so in, in Alaska it's called a jungle primary, oh, and gosh. in Florida it's a closed primary. So there's three different primary types, right. and so what they do is they go around selling it as an open primary. It's really a jungle primary, and so jungle primary here in Alaska, uh, everyone could register. So you as a Republican could register as a Democrat. Uh, Republic, a Democrat could register as Republican. No, there's no party to uh, play any kind of, uh, you know, role in, there, in the deciding factor of who's going to be the nominee. Um, there's no party nomination process. It's just anybody can register and they can uh, register as a uh, designated political party. And right. so everyone runs, there's like, you know, 40, 30, 40, 50 candidates and then so this by itself is an issue. Mm. And, and Alfaro is actually the one that brought this to my attention. And uh, it's actually a very good point. And it actually made a, a chapter in my book based upon this information was the fact that Jungle Primary re- requires you. Uh, and he can talk more about it, uh, requires you to have the funding to run your race prior to you even starting your race. Whenever in, in other races, you as a conservative or someone else or a demo, even a Democrat could run within the party structure, build up a reputation, and as a young person with no financial backing could run for office and win an election, um, you don't have that option anymore with this type of process. And he, can he, as a fundraising guy, can expri- explain that in um, further detail of how difficult it was. Um, knowing that, you know, essentially that the funding was already predetermined um, months prior. And you mentioned election season. Well, Alaska also had the longest election in history. Uh, we had the history. We had the lowest voter turnout in the history of our state uh, ever. Um, or we had the longest election uh, for results uh, timeline ever. And it was the longest election season ever. Uh, So the election started in May and didn't end until November. And and Republicans were attacking other Republicans from May until November, the entire time. Wow. Mike. Yeah, it was horrendous. And so um, I I didn't even get into this to, to, as Alfaro mentioned, I didn't get into this because I was in politics. And I didn't get into this because I believe that the... Uh, You know, I was going to change the world or anything like that. I got into it because my granddad said that he didn't understand his ballot. So my granddad's a pretty smart individual. He's just older. Um, So the, the fact that he didn't understand it meant that there's probably a lot more people like him out there. And so that's where it started. Um, so when you get into the you look at the primary, if you want to cover that with Alfaro in regards to fundraising, you yeah. can stop real quick and do that.
4: Yeah. So um, he, here's the deal, okay? And everyone, most of you know, uh, you know from Chicago that I was uh, Trump's chairman. I raised the most money, and that's how I pretty much got that position because uh, I raised money uh, for living for 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 the Republican Party.
3: Can I hold five dollars? <laughs> <laughs> but
4: let me tell you something: how this works, okay? And why this is so scary to every politician in America. Is because through a 501c4, you can raise as much money as you want. So if I am, let's say, um, a special interest group, let's just say from Saudi Arabia, right? Uh, and I I want uh, America to stop drilling oil in America. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get behind this ranked choice voting system. Here's why. Because I can get a green card. And guess what? If I get a green card, and trust me, people in Saudi Arabia... Can get a green card here real easy. They have the capital to do so. So they get a green card, and then they'll funnel okay, through an American company that they can transfer money from Saudi Arabia to America. Um, Let's just say $100 million, and they have a business. Then they'll take uh, $20 million, and they'll funnel it into a 501c4. Now, when they have a 501c4, um, you can spend as much money as you want at any state or federal race. You can do it as uh, uh, in, um, in-kind donation and in, in independent expenditures. You can hire door knockers, walkers, mailers, commercials, TV ads. And so you go up to a politician and say, hey, I want you to push for the Green New Deal, and I want you to end drilling, and I want you to push climate change here in America, and I believe that the best alternative to dr- from drilling in America is to come to Saudi Arabia. All we're asking for is for a... To- Six billion dollar contract, Jeez. and we'll take care of you. In fact, you don't even have to door knock, you don't have to raise money, you don't have to burden your church friends for a dollar or five dollars. How is that not foreign though, Mike? Say again,
3: how is that not foreign interference with Saudi Arabia basically telling our as
4: long as you are a green card holder? Oh, oh, okay, okay, and as long as you're an American citizen, you can donate politically. You can't vote as a green card holder, but you can donate. And so they will funnel $20 million into the state of Alaska. And now if you're a politician and if you don't behave by what the special interest wants, you're going to get ran over. What does that mean? That means any kind of scandal you ever had, any kind of breakup with ex-girlfriend you have or a boyfriend. um, If you ever, uh, you know, stole cookies from your your neighbor's jar, anything that goes on, they're going to find out. And they have this um, big snowball of cash. And so they control so who uh, does that, cash that politician. So who
3: does so so that cash goes to the politician. okay, help help me, Philip and, and Mike. So that that cash goes to the politician.
4: No, it doesn't it goes, goes to a pack. It it, 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 it no, five oh one C four is not a pack. Okay, yeah. Just a five oh one C four can spend it any which way Correct. to support a cause or a politician. That's that's election interference all day long though. It's not. From it's, legal.
3: Countries. It's, I know it's legal. It's absolutely legal. I know it's legal but uh, what I'm saying is I get it if somebody within
2: the United so, States okay, so did let's that. let's
4: let, let let's hone it. Why why Alaska? Why is $20 million spent on Alaska? Why did they spend $7 million against Philip who's just trying to help his father, grandfather out Jeez. to get the ballot? Why would they why would they do that? Because Lisa Markowski, the senator, Lisa Markowski, what committee is she on? I don't all know, right? tell me. Interior, in energy, right? Oh. So she's in charge, and she has the final signature if we're c- continuing to drill oil in America or not. And what happened just a- two months ago when Biden administration uh, toured Alaska? They said, we're going to stop all drilling oil. Which which that $20 million was behind the reasoning of that. Cha-ching! And so guess what? If I'm big Saudi Arabian... I just cashed out $4 billion and $20 million. How about that?
3: And Phil, I want to get your take on that when we come back for a break. Folks, America's election is up for sale. And I really hope that the Trump administration are, are looking at these type of incidents. Because they're not one-offs. They're happening all across the country. We'll be right back.
0: It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony. On AM five sixty, the answer.
6: Foolish, Welcome
3: back to Black and White Radio foolish, on AM five sixty, the answer. I am your host John Anthony, live in studio so with my not. good friend Money Mike Mike Alfaro. All right, Mike, you were you were actually going off on a little rant right there <laughs> <laughs> towards the end of the, that segment. Uh, what what was the question you have for Philip?
4: Philip, us, tell us who is the uh, author of Ranked choice voting and where, who is he really working for
5: um so <clears throat> it's a it's a pretty big network uh so they they we well, could talk about the person here in Alaska you know the attorney who w- wrote the bill he had he had uh he was chief of staff for the democrat governor uh bill walker and he was uh he is associated with lisa murkowski directly and so that guy uh was uh, the person uh, that was in charge and, and led uh, the group and continues today to defend ranked choice voting um uh, ruthlessly um there's never been i've never heard as far as i'm aware uh any pushback like this ever in the history Here, of the here's, state wait, 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 before,
3: before you go any yeah, further yeah. Uh, We actually had a caller from Alaska, uh, as this show is heard in all 50 states and 60-some-odd countries. Uh, Let's go to Lee from Alaska. Lee, what's your question or statement about ranked-choice voting?
7: Yeah, I just wanted to comment on how we were deceived about ranked-choice voting a couple years ago when this was put in. Um, They bundled it together with uh, claims that they would go ahead and uh, eliminate dark money, and that's what got a bunch of Alaskans to think it was a good idea. And so we voted it in. We got it in by just fifty and a half percent. And then they trotted up their Trojan horse, and now we're stuck with this uh, horrible system.
3: So there's no um, constitutional amendments that you guys can uh, put on the ballot, referendums that you guys can put on the ballot to take it to, to remove um, ranked choice voting up there.
5: That's what we did. Well, <clears throat>
3: wow, Lee. I'm so sorry. Uh, welcome to the um, People's Republic of Illinois. That's, that's exactly some of the things that we. Have to deal with here. Thanks so much for calling. I hope you uh, become a
4: listener, Lee. Oh, thank you so much.
3: All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, um,
4: Mike. Yeah. So where, where I was going with is Scott Kendall. Okay. Um. And I'll just jump in, Philip. Um. Scott Kendall was also um uh, the attorney for Lisa Murkowski as well, and who uh, so is the current senator for of Alaska. And we actually looked in a little deeper, and we actually found out that he's the head legal counsel for BlackRock, too. Oh, there it is. Now it makes a lot more sense to mm-hmm. me. So what what did Black want, want to do with Alaska? Well, they're actually one of the biggest fundraisers and, and spenders for the Green New Deal. So if you can create a system, a voting system, where you can um, control the politicians in which... In uh, which way you want to align with your own special interests, and you can guarantee that that politician will align with your company's interests. Well, then rank choice voting makes sense to invest. And this is why Alaska has just announced the rank choice voting uh, machine. Just announced they're dumping in twenty million dollars to fight against the grassroots efforts that turned in the record uh, turnout for turning in the most signatures at forty two thousand signatures. They, that on a one million dollar budget, they try to uh, dethrone it with a seven million dollars, and now they announce they have twenty million dollars cash at hand. And I, I, I spoke with the uh, the Arizona GOP. The Arizona GOP just put it on their ballots so people can have the choice to like it or not. And the GOP has a set aside two hundred thousand dollars for education to ban ranked choice voting. And we just heard that the ranked choice voting machine just dropped 15 million dollars in Arizona alone to promote ranked choice voting. So if you're a Republican, you're a Democrat, you're going to be supported with that 15 million dollars. So budget. basically,
3: so basically what you're saying, and Philip, uh, I want you to chime in. Basically, what you're saying is, the candidate that gets that money is normally the candidate that comes out on top.
4: That's correct. Wow. Go ahead, Phil.
5: So, uh, I mean, the money doesn't, like, that's the thing is, like, hey, that money doesn't go directly to candidates, too. It, it also goes to this the liberal money machine, you know, the the news media, the uh, TV advertisers, the marketing agencies. Like, it keeps them, like, flowing really well, you know. And then they can go work on other projects because they, they have all this money coming in from the Ranked Choice Voting Project. And, and so um, that money is coming from a group called Arabella Advisors. Yeah. And so Arabella Advisors is the darkest, dark money that exists in politics. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge network of thousands of nonprofits that funnel. Um, and and there's a, a great group called InfluenceWatch.org, Capital Research Center out of Washington, D.C. In my book, that's all referenced. They all source their material. So um, I have over 100 sources about ranked choice voting in my book. And earlier you mentioned, I just want to correct you, is I'm uh, not associated with Stop RCV. Yeah. Um, they're their own group. Um, okay. I, my group is ranked choice voting, uh, ranked choice education. I
3: told RCV. you, I had that, Mike. Like, come on, man! I actually have that written down. Mike said, "No, stop okay. RCV." I,
5: I, I collaborate with Stop RCV group all the time, and we post Stop RCV stuff all the time, yeah. so it's not it's not a big deal. I do uh, they I, uh, they flown me out to Florida right. and other groups hey, lots of times to do presentations. So.
3: Hey Phil, uh, huh? you willing to take questions um, after of the break? Course. Yeah, yeah. All right, give us a call three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Let's hear your thoughts about ranked choice voting. Hey Wanda, come on! Let my guy Robert listen to the show. Thank you, appreciate it. You listening to the Black and Right? We'll be right back. It's
8: time, baby girl. Hey. Hey. That's right.
3: Black and Right
0: continues on AM five sixty. Once again, here's John Anthony.
2: Hey. Oh, oh. We'll oh. Hey. Hey.
3: Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM five sixty. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. With Money Mike, Mike Alfaro. Uh, Mike, there was another question you wanted to pose to uh, Philip, right? No, go ahead. Go oh, ahead, Philip. Okay. Go ahead and finish No, it no, no, Phil, here's, here's my question then. Uh, you look at a state like Illinois. We've been basically run by Democrats for decades. Uh, we win a few um, um, Republican governorship races every now and again. Um, but you have to be basically center-left to win that seat here in the state of Illinois. Um, what what you've been here to working and talking with people who are in Illinois about ranked choice voting? What would rank choice voting do to a state like Illinois, in your opinion?
5: Uh, just make it more progressive. Wow, y'all hear that, voters? Yeah. It'd make it more left, more liberal, uh, look at uh, San Francisco, Oakland over the last twenty years. That's who started ranked choice voting in the la- in the, in America in the last like a big place in the in the last twenty years. They were the first place uh, San Francisco, and then Oakland was soon after. um and and i I'm in contact with people in Oakland, yeah, you know, the people that are looking doing the recall, and on the and looking to repeal rank choice voting, I've been in touch with them and consulting with them trying to help them. Um, help them raise money, help them organize, help them educate and get knowledge out there, all that. Um, So, you know, I'm in touch with people in Hawaii, Idaho, all over the place, but the people in Oakland in particular have uh, a very very strong message because they have uh, they've used it the uh, the longest out of all the or out of everywhere, yeah. and so you can see the results from where what will happen. And yeah. So you think Chicago is bad now? I mean, you could bring a little more Oakland or more San Francisco out there if you like. Oh, man,
4: yeah, and Oakland has no police chief for over a year. So how does that happen? <laughs> they have no one wants to take the job. Uh, so Phil, um, I, I understand that.
3: Has South Carolina implemented this for this primary election? Uh, and we, we're going to be having uh, L- Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evitt um, on in the next hour. Uh, what would be your message for um, the Lieutenant Governor or the Governor of, the, of, of South Carolina?
5: Um, I, you know, I would say that the, there's a major concern that's just come out of a Princeton study. Um, I was the first, one of the very first people that uh, addressed this concern about ranked choice voting, in particular. Um, and it has to do with demographics it's the reason the same reason why I first got involved and wrote the repeal uh, here in Alaska was because and wrote the book because I was concerned that the demographics my book is heavy into demographics concerns. so our elderly people speak English as a second language uh, people that uh, are low information voters, people are low education voters, people that uh, you know uh that don't vote regularly uh, they only vote in presidential elections people that uh you know it's like the list is endless minorities we have I have data specifically out of Oakland uh, very very few people have this data in the in the United States. I think maybe two or th- maybe two or three actually know how to read it um but the point is is that it it literally shows that there's a, a clear line down from uh poor minority communities uh, using ranked choice voting and having ballot errors and ballot tabulation concern issues and voting for just one candidate. If you vote for just one candidate with ranked choice voting, it hurts you. You can't, I mean, you can do that. They tell you you can, but you're not supposed to, which this means that they're essentially forcing you to vote for people that you don't want to vote for. So there's that piece. Um, So now the point of this is that the the demographic concern is like right down the line. So rich white people are far less likely to have ballot errors and far less likely to, to, they're far more likely to fill the whole ballot out. Um, In Princeton, they found, Um, a a study that was recently done and it's, it's quote is 50, 50 um, page study found that Alaskan natives, one in eight Alaskan natives were disenfranchised um, Uh from voting for, because of ranked choice voting. Princeton, Princeton did this. I didn't do this, but a point is, it's like, Mm -hmm. there's there, if you look in the data and you find the data and that's what I've done, that's my background is in data. So all I did was just find all this data and put it in the book and then provide the sources for people to go and find, and that's on our website, rankchoiceedu.org, um, and again, rankchoiceedu.org, and that's uh, that's our book. Um, yeah. yeah. And Philip, let
4: me tell you, I, I I was the one that spoke at the judicial committee in South Carolina and in, in, in Columbia, and uh, I, what I said was, uh, we never see anything like this since uh, Jim Crow laws. I mean, Jim Crow laws, you had to have a literacy liter, literacy test to to able to vote, right? Well. Ranked choice voting requires a level amount of literacy. You have to be literate enough to vote. And this explains exactly why we had over, what, 30, um, 30% of the ballots that was casted in at the senatorial level and, at, and over 20% at the congressional level. These votes were, were rejected because they were voted incorrectly due to illiteracy. And so I think this should be an outrage. This should be something that you know um the latin community that speaks second language uh american citizens that are in to vote the black community that they're coming in to vote they should be upset about this that we're, we're going backwards in hey time. even the white community you got a lot of illiterate white people too though that's true <laughs> trust me people gotta read and stop retweeting <laughs> <laughs> but um you know here's the deal so i i, I you know it's 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 scary what what this this system that's putting in place and it really disenfranchises uh, our 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 minority community and um, we got to get rid of it.
5: Yeah. I'd point out is it's not just Republicans that are against this. Uh, so Gavin Newsom, has he has vetoed ranked choice voting from taking effect in the state of California. Uh, Steve Sistelak out of Nevada, governor of Nevada, former governor. He uh, said, made a stand against ranked choice voting. Uh, former governor of California, Jerry Brown, the D.C. Democratic Party last year sued to block ranked choice voting. Again, uh, this isn't a one party thing. And and I get people are like, well, of course, the uniparty wants to protect the uniparty. Yeah, but the reality is, is like, so... What happens is, and, and we didn't cover this entirely, was that when you remove the political party structure, which is the intention of ranked choice voting, you leave a power vacuum. And that power vacuum can then be, f- be filled by people like George Soros, which George Soros is one of the largest funders, and his son is oh. one of the largest funders of ranked choice voting uh, across the country.
3: Hey, hey, Phil, isn't it amazing that that name comes up in anything that's anti-American, anything that's in, that seeks the destruction of American values, that George Sorrell's name always pops up?
5: Well, I got some good names. Uh, you know, Catherine Gell is up there in Wisconsin, and she, uh, she's she been playing lots of games with all of your guys' in elections for a while now, so she sold her family's company that, that was established for over 100
3: 100- Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. I I, I went beyond, beyond the time. Uh, you listen in the Black and White Field. Hold the line. We've got one more last segment with you. Uh, I'll take your falls. Jim, Mitchell, Eduardo, hold the line. We'll be right back.
0: Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560,
3: theater. Welcome back to Black and Right. Let's go straight to the phone lines. Uh, Jim, who's also a sponsor of this show, Best Dental, uh, thank you so much, Jim, for renewing the contract with Black and Right Radio. I love you and I appreciate you. What's your comment?
8: Well, it's always a pleasure. I'm calling you from a remote location from uh, San Pedro, Sul, Honduras, about 1,800 straight, miles straight south of Chicago. It's actually closer here than it is the to- <laughs> LA, ah,
1: but it's nice a nice
3: little
8: wall because of the way it's run. <laughs> that's a little walk. So I had to jump over the Pond a little bit, but, uh, yeah, the way this place is run, there's so much corruption here. That's why things are the way they are. But, uh, rank choice voting is not good at all. Sarah Palin lost her race in Alaska. And I yeah. think Chewbacca, who should have uh, beat the, uh, center, also had the same experience. And also, um, what they want to do now in Illinois, there's talk about statewide letting, uh, illegal vote in non- Federal elections, but of course, if they give them driver's licenses, what's to stop them from voting in federal elections?
3: Right. I, I think Biden's going to going to sign. I think there's going to be a, a mass amnesty that's coming at some point. Well, uh, that's what I believe. Yeah. Why not? They don't care anymore. Well, These people don't care, Jim.
8: Oh, I know. And uh, Senator uh, Senator Ted Cruz, uh, he was in Chicago about two months ago, and he said, "You know, Senate Bill One, if that ever becomes law, the first thing we do is give, it give all illegals the right to vote."
3: Yeah. I agree. Thank you okay. so.
8: That is Bill the One. These people are evil.
3: Uh, thank you. I enjoyed the pictures too. Thank you so much, Jim. <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> all right, uh, Mike, you um, you wanted um, Philip to end the show in this in uh, this hour on the big tech. Uh, we got about two minutes. Yep. Go.
4: I'm gonna say real quick. I'm gonna here's my elevator pitch. Okay, why does big tech get their way all the time? And it doesn't matter who, what president is elected. It doesn't matter if we have the majority or or minority. Because you know why? They invest on who's going to be chairman of the committee. They pour their money there. That way it doesn't no, that way they always win because the chair is always going to align with the special interests. With ranked choice voting, it does exactly that. But not just that, but there's another benefit. You can control the entire state. Mm. So that's why this is dangerous. That's why we got to tell George Soros to get his money out out of America and go yeah. somewhere else. Go ahead, Phil. Closing remarks.
5: And so I just like to cover a couple things is the uh, issues with elections. So, um, there's been a poll done essentially explaining that, uh, when you're discussing ranked choice voting with people, if trying to explain it's complicated. So just send them to my website. There's a bunch of, there's like 30 animated videos breaking down all the different issues that have happened with ranked choice voting from Oakland to New York city to Alaska, etc. Um, but, um, if you explain that there's two two situations in 2022 that led to the outcome of the election being different and um, both one in Oakland and one in Alaska the supreme court of Alaska made a uh, has determined that the division of elections here in Alaska violated state law by removing Al Gross from the ballot which ultimately gave Mary Peltola a chance to beat uh, Sarah Palin in the in the election. In that election, 60% of the state voted for a Republican uh, almost four you know four different times, and we have a Democrat in office. 60% ultimately, we got a Democrat. Doesn't make sense. Um, that only happens with ranked choice voting. Yeah. In the Senate race that same year, Phil, we got 20 you know, seconds. Yep. Yeah. 30% um um voting. Uh, for Democrats to voting for Republican. And so there's just a lot of data. You can check out our book again, RankChoiceEDU.org.
3: And you can find that wherever books are sold. And what's your Twitter real quick? Uh,
5: RankChoiceEDU.
3: Philip Izon, thanks so much for joining Black and Right Radio. Guys, Hour 2 coming up next.
0: Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer.
2: I'm coming in hot. Yeah, coming in. Welcome back to
3: Hour 2 of Black and White Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed the first hour, head over to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast, and hey, if you also want to help the show uh, towards syndication, head over to blackandrightradio.com, purchase some merchandise. I mean, trust me, some good stuff on there, and I'm not just saying that. I know that. I Actually, uh, I, don't, I, don't, actually I don't have any gear on today. I'm shocked at that. But, um, Mike Alfaro, we got a guest that you brought
4: on. Why don't you go ahead and introduce her? Yes, everyone. Chicago, get ready for Lieutenant Governor Pamela Yvette of South Carolina. She's going to come on and give a quick remark on Ranked Choice Voting, and also, but more, let's talk about Super Tuesday. What's going to happen? What's the outcome? And we're going to ask her questions about what what is her conversations with President Trump and how to take on Nikki Haley, and what's her thoughts, and Who's going to be victorious?
3: Pamela Yvette, welcome to Black and Right. Lieutenant Governor Pamela Yvette, welcome to Black and Right.
9: Well, thank you so much for having me, and Michael, thank you so much again for inviting me. I mean, before we start, uh, you know, I would just uh, like to give a big shout out to Richard and Elizabeth Uline. I mean, what a what a great power couple! Amazing. Um, really, really working hard for conservatives all across the country, and I have somebody that's very close to me, who's their pilot. And so not just do they help the conservative cause I've heard time and time again, just what wonderful people they are in general.
3: Oh, let me tell you, I'm a former state representative here in in the state of Illinois, Republican state rep. And I'm going to tell you, uh, they are an amazing couple. Uh, They do so many great things, not just in politics, but just helping so many people out. And that's the part of, that's the side of who they are that never gets really talked about. And um, they really are a power couple and they do just so much, not just for the state of Illinois, but for the country. So, uh, I, I agree Absolutely. with you. But you know, uh, let's talk quickly. Uh, let's let's start off with um, Super Tuesday, uh, yeah, South well, Carolina. You, I mean, I I can only imagine how many phone calls, how many emails you're feeling fielding a day. <laughs> um, what do you think is going to happen on um, come the election day? I know the Democrats are having their election today. Would it be something if Phil- Dean Phillips? One South Carolina over Joe Biden.
9: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, I honestly don't know how anybody can vote for Joe Biden. And, and really, I, I feel I almost feel sad for him. Right. Like he's a very confused elderly man who, you know, is wandering around. Um, he's just creating gaffe after gaffe after gaff, And, you know, his, his party, but more so his family. Right. Like yeah. what? Who, who would let that happen to somebody they care about is just beyond me. But um, so we'll see, you know, he's projected to take the the win here in South Carolina. But unfortunately, not being a Democrat, I don't follow close and haven't been watching how everything <laughs> happening for them. But uh, but we had a rally yesterday for um, President Trump, more of a, of a press conference yeah. uh, in Greenville, uh, you know, because our presidential primary is February 24th, which is kind of. Uh, new here because that's a Saturday. So we are wow. working really hard to get the word out because yeah. what we don't want is people uh, taking their eye off of that and it falling off their radar. And then we have low turnout.
3: Yeah. Um. You know, so. I, I, I just recently saw a, a post of Nikki Haley on Twitter and she basically was welcoming um, the vice president to South Carolina. But then she said something and I think this is going to be tough for Nikki Haley. Let's say if, if somehow God, I hope not, but if somehow she wins, uh, she said a vote for, uh, uh, for, for Donald Trump is a vote for Kamala Harris. How, I mean, how does that help? Who, what type of person who's running and knowing that they need Trump Nation, MAGA, MAGA country, uh, how do you rebound from that?
9: Well, you know, I think Trump is really strong here in South Carolina. Uh, everywhere I go, there are Trump signs. Everywhere I go, people are shaking my hand and saying, thank you so much. Um, for standing with the president. The governor and I have been big supporters of President Trump. You know, governor McMaster was the first elected official to endorse the president back in 2015. I have been a huge supporter since 2015. And so it's just natural for us uh, to stand behind him. And, you know, I was with him in New Hampshire, and the momentum is all for him. And, you know, I, um, I was on all of our media here in Greenville yesterday and Trump's war room picked it up because my message to everybody is we need to now, um, all stand behind the president Amen. and let's, and let's win the white house because our enemy is not each other. Correct. Our enemy is Joe Biden. And we, we, we have to make sure that uh, we don't see what happened four years ago where people start to think that this, that it's all about them, right? this is so much bigger than just a party. This is so much bigger. This is our nation. This is the future of our children. And there is no room for saying, well, my person didn't win, so I'm going to take my ball and go home and not vote in the general election, because I don't think our country can stand for more years of Bidenomics, failed policies. Um, You see what's happening across the world. I was in Uh, Israel in 2022 and had dinner with Benjamin Netanyahu. Mm. And there he said it. He said, when the U.S. has weak leadership, the Mm. entire world is in disarray. And here we are. Yes. So,
4: uh, um, Lieutenant Governor, my question to you is, um, what's your conversations like with President Trump? Um, You know, how to deal with taking on a woman that feels that she's entitled you know, to continue in this race because she's a South Carolinian. And what is your advice uh, to the president, if you were speaking to him right now on, on how to secure, you know, a, a, a victory?
9: Well, just keep talking about what affects people. Cause that's what everybody talks to me about. What's affecting them every day at home. You know, our biz- I, I travel around the state every week and, you know, we have amazing companies here in South Carolina we lead the world in advanced manufacturing, and they're seeing downturns in sales because Binomics has caused interest rates to skyrocket, and so people aren't buying. You know, any time you have to make a capital Im- investment and interest rates are high, you take a step back, and so they're feeling the, the hurt of that. We have an amazing steel recycler. This, this will probably knock you off your chair. Uh, CMC in Casey, South Carolina, and they do steel recycling. And when the Biden administration turned off natural gas, it caused cost, cost their energy expenses to go up a million dollars a month. Wow. I wow. mean, a million dollars. How, how do you survive that, right? And so his failed policies are affecting us here, whether you're a business or a family. If you're a family, you're seeing your bank accounts going down. You're seeing your 401ks go down. You're seeing your gas prices go up. You're seeing your energy bills go up. And, there, it, and and there's no relief. People are worse off today. And that's all yes. he needs to remind and, the American public.
4: And Pamela, what, um, what, what is the governor's, um, everything that's going on with the border right now, the border crisis, uh, Governor Abbott, he's up against, you know, fighting against the Biden administration. Um, is the governor going to take possible action and, you know, and give some help and resources towards the border? Or where, 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 where's your administration's thoughts on the border right now with, with Mexico?
9: Well, we feel the border is a complete disaster. We have an invasion happening, Mm and I'm proud to say South Carolina has sent our National Guard troops down to the border. We have been for years. We have troops down there right now, Uh, and I couldn't be more proud of the governor standing beside Governor Abbott um, all the way, signing on as one of the, I think, 25 or 26 Republican lieutenant governors signed on with Governor Abbott, saying they stand with him. And so, you know, we've talked to our guard members. The governor has been down to the border before to see what's happening firsthand. And and it's terrible. I mean, we have uh, 11 million people that have crossed the border, right? (laughs) And if you look at that, South Carolina has 5.3 million people in South Carolina. Double the the population of South Carolina has invaded us over our southern border, and that's as a mother, I mean, let's take off the fact that I'm a business person. Let's yeah. take off the fact that I'm Lieutenant governor. I am scared to death as a mother. Yeah. So for all the women listening, uh, I truly believe women will come out strong for president Trump because at the end of the day, what we care about most in this world is our kids.
3: Amen. That's so true. I have, f- I've uh, had six at five. I lost a son a couple of years ago, um, to suicide. But, um, uh, I-, I, I, I'm right there with you. Uh, Uh, Lieutenant Governor, do you have a few more minutes? We have to go to break. I I, I mean, because this is such... You have such a command of the issues. And there's a few more questions that I want to discuss with you. You have a few more minutes to stay on with us? Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, We're talking with uh, Lieutenant Governor of South Carolina, Pamela Yvette. Um, I'm for it, and I'm so glad. I was a delegate for Trump in 2016. And I've I've not wavered on my support for President Trump. He is the man. And I want to talk to the Lieutenant Governor about... The black support that's growing in, in favor of Donald Trump and Republicans. you listen in to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back.
0: This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560,
3: The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I am your host, John Anthony, live in the studio with my good pal, Money Mike, Mike Alfaro. Before the break, we were talking to the Lieutenant Governor of South Carolina, Pamela Yvette, Uh, I hope I'm not butchering your your name, um, Lieutenant Governor.
9: (laughs) It's Evett. It's really a simple name. Everybody tries to make it fancier, but you were really close. (laughs) Ah,
3: I missed it. Uh, You know, I was, um, I I loaded the wrong audio clip, but I was watching MSNBC, uh, not by choice, uh, just doing research (laughs) on South Carolina, and there was a group of of black um, gentlemen that they were interviewing, and it didn't go quite as uh, the, the way they thought it would go because a lot of these black guys were like listen we, we we were told to vote for Joe Biden um we're not voting for Joe Biden this next go around uh are you is 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 that the sentiment that's on the ground i i personally i've called this back in 2022 that the black and latino vote's going to come out in mass um for uh president trump uh, but is that the sentiment on the ground in south carolina right now where people are waking up um, to 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 the left and, and what Joe Biden and, and in my opinion, this is Barack Obama's third term. Um, are they waking up to the, the not the nonsensical um, beliefs of, of that the left is for them?
9: I, I think they are and because, you know, President Trump has a record and his record is that everybody prospered under his administration. You know, everybody's uh, wages rose. Uh, unemployment went down in and, and every uh, genre that you could think of, people now can go, wait a minute, I was better off four years ago than I am today. Mm. And, you know, I, I was um, I was out and about yesterday, and, you know, I tend to worry about this, a younger generation, right? Like they feel sometimes like the suffering is a badge of honor and, <laughs> and all these things, these Green New Deals that are going on, like all this hardship. Somehow, you know, you wear that with pride, but they're not, yeah. uh, you know, I, like I said, I was out yesterday and I had a group of young females and they were like, you know, are you on your way to Trump? Cause I was all dressed up and I said, yeah, we're doing a press conference for the president. And, he, and they were like, we're voting for Trump Wow. because we, I, we can't afford to pay our bills. Yeah. You know, everything is so expensive. And you know, f- four years ago, I read an article four years ago, if you had an, an income of $70,000, you could afford that first home. Mm. Today, just not quite four years later, that they were stating you need $120,000 to purchase that same home. Wow! And so that's almost doubled. So yeah. how how does this younger generation that are coming out of school, how do they even afford to live? Wow. They can't. So they've realized that Biden and, and bidenomics and his failed policies they're taking away it's taking away their american dream it's taking away their hope for home ownership and uh you know just a shot at life and so they are i think what ends up happening is hardship comes around and people start to say wait a minute this isn't this isn't working
3: and you know lieutenant governor i want to say first and foremost thank you please please let the governor mcmaster know I appreciated him keeping the state open because I brought my family to South Carolina um, and Myrtle Beach, and we had an amazing time in South Carolina. Uh, I picked up a lot of new amazing listeners for this show from South Carolina, Um, just being out and about and talking to people. Um, The ability to stay open because Illinois did not stay open. And that was so much appreciated to see a leader willing to make a tough decision and keeping um, their state open. So please convey my my utmost thanks um, to the governor for keeping um, South Carolina open.
9: Well, that is, I, I definitely will. And, you know, I hear that time and time again. And that's why South Carolina is doing so good. You know, breaking our own economic records, economic development records over and over again because businesses realize that they need to come to a free state where we give them the ability to grow and move forward and it's not without his challenges, you know. In the governor state, of the state, he openly talked about, you know, unions are coming here. They are really trying to embed themselves, mm-hmm. and it's it's up to us to let them know. And people don't really understand unions only help the lazy worker. Ooh. My dad was a tool and die maker. He was embedded in the you know the automobile industry, and he the first conversations I remember at the dinner table are my dad talking about how unions had outlived their usefulness. And this was 40 years ago, Yeah, you know, basically saying, you know, all they do is protect the lazy worker because it makes it, um, impossible for a company to fire somebody who's not doing their job. Right. Yeah. But the people that are doing their job, they get held back because on the flip side of that, a company can't reward them for hard work or good work because the union doesn't allow that either. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, just a form of socialism, right? Everybody thinks, you know, everybody's got to get the same and you there's no incentive to be a better worker. And that's the message we have to get out. Unions are not welcome here in South Carolina. Uh, South Carolinians know the damage they've done in other states, and we don't want them here.
3: Yeah. I, I, before Mike, I, uh, Mike has a question for you, I just have to say, um, are you going to become the next governor soon because is Trump taking <laughs> McMaster? <laughs> I'm just, I'll just go ahead. You don't have to answer that.
9: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. You know, every day in this world, it, it seems like it goes by so fast. So who knows? Every day is a new day, and, and, and it never shocks me what happens next. But, <laughs> Uh, Governor does a lot of great work, and I wouldn't be surprised if everybody's looking at him.
3: Next time I come to South Carolina, I want to come tour the place. Um, I'll bring my family. We gonna we want to come and uh, tour um, uh, some of the facilities of the Capitol, if that's
4: okay.
9: That is it. You please reach out to my office. I'd be happy to be there that day and, and show you around.
3: All right. I'm sorry. Go
4: ahead, Mike. Yeah, and, fi- and final question, uh, Lieutenant Governor, is how how does your administration survive under the Biden regime? How do you keep businesses thriving? How do you attract businesses to stay in your state? And I'll let you close it out and thank you so much for your time.
9: Michael, thank you so much for having me on again to the U-Lines. Thank you so much for sponsoring this program and again for all the good work you Ooh, do
4: she's
3: prophetic.
9: around the country. But um, <laughs> but you know, really what we do is we make sure that we're cutting taxes, that we're cutting regulations that we're taking out the road bumps and businesses see that uh, first and foremost. Now we are concentrating on energy because we need to make sure that here in South Carolina, energy is reliable and affordable. And so businesses see the, the big steps we're taking to ensure that, you know, we can't stop what happens at the federal government, but we can definitely insulate them as much as we can here in our state. Again, another monumental tax cut Uh, You know, I won't be happy. The governor won't be happy until South Carolina has no state income tax. So, you know, the other thing we're doing to attract business and people is we back the blue here in South Carolina. We love our law enforcement. And, you know, we gave some of the largest pay increases that we've seen in South Carolina's history because when Chicago is handcuffing their Uh, law enforcement officers in New York is allowing their law enforcement officers to be beat on the street by illegal aliens. Mm. We're saying come to the wonderful free state of South Carolina where we love our law enforcement and we're here. We're here to have your back and people want to come where they feel safe and South Carolina is safe.
3: And and Lieutenant Governor, I'm also a former city cop and sheriff's deputy. So um, to hear you say that, 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 that warms my heart. And I, I, I think We need more leaders, uh, willing to stand in the line and say how much how supportive they are of our men and women in blue. So that that means a lot. I really appreciate that.
9: Well, thank you for your service because it's not easy, and I know it's not easy for your family. Like I've never, I've never had to kiss my husband goodbye in the morning, and and hope that he would come home. Right. So I can't even imagine uh, how families feel. But thank God for the the men and women in blue who do do that and get up every day and keep us all safe and hold that line. so uh, for all the law enforcement listening to me and in blue state, come on to South Carolina. We need you. We want you. And we'll make sure you're taken care of.
3: I got a feeling that you, this, your name will uh, be around for quite some time uh, as governor and potentially as a VP candidate. Uh, you I've listened to your interviews, your in command of the, uh, of the English language, your command of the issues. Uh, is, is it, it it's just amazing, and, and I really appreciate you coming on and being so gracious with your time. Uh, got to have you back uh, at any time, P- probably after the election, if that's okay.
9: That would be great. Just reach out. I'd love to jump back on. All
3: right. Lieutenant Governor um, Pamela Evitt. <laughs>
9: there you go. You got, <laughs> got it. it. You got
3: it. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us on Black and White Radio. You want to say bye, Mike? Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All the best. <laughs> bye, guys. Oh, man, that was a... She's amazing, mate. Right? Oh, she's on fire. You know, a lot of people say we don't have a bench in the Republican Party. We do. We have a... Our bench is growing. Uh,
4: unfortunately, the bench isn't growing here in the state of Illinois. But wait but wait until she has absolute control as our next governor. Yeah. She's going to take it to new heights. Yeah. New to the promised
3: land. Eduardo, Craig, I promise when I get back, we'll take your calls.
0: This is Black and Right with John
3: Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, Before we go to our next guest, who is Senator Jerry Ward, uh, let's take Patrick from Charleston, West Virginia. Patrick, welcome welcome to Black and Right. Hey, how are you? Doing well.
10: I was calling in to talk a little bit about the uh, ranked choice voting stuff going on uh-huh. in a whole bunch of states. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, I just think it's a bad idea. I think it gives us the worst candidates uh, rather than the best ones. Yeah, uh- I know. I know uh, some people have. Yeah, you know, I know. There's with uh, Arizona and Alaska. Here in West Virginia, I'm lucky. There are. Uh, Already a bill in the, the uh, House of Delegates to not uh, get rid of ranked choice voting, the possibility of that here. Good for that. I fourth stage would do that.
3: Yeah, because it gave us Lisa Murkowski, too. She, it made her go back to the uh, Alaska oh, Senate yeah. as well. So, uh, unfortunately, that's unfortunate in my opinion. Um, Mike, you want to say something real
4: No, thank you, Patrick, for calling in from West Virginia. And yeah. uh, are you seeing the rhinos wanting to push this uh, ranked choice voting? From where you are? In West Virginia, it's the Rhinos and the Democrats. The Democrats
10: are in the minority, and I think they know they're going to get people, as you put them, the Rhinos, who are going to more likely vote with them than with the uh, true red-blooded American patriots, like myself.
3: I hear you. Well, thank
4: you for calling, Patrick, for calling in. Thanks,
3: Patrick. Really appreciate it. It's not a problem. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, you want to introduce our next guest?
4: Go yes. Ahead. Next, we have Jerry Ward. Jerry Ward is a former a state rep, state Please. senator wow. from Alaska, and he was the Trump transition team member. So what is a Trump uh, White House uh, transition team? Their job is as soon as a president um, gets elected, they basically work with the previous administration. They fire all the bad guys out, and they hire all the good guys in. And so he was one of the 15 uh, members that was tasked to put all of President Trump's best talented employees in the White House. And But not only that, what makes Jerry Ward special is he's a Native American. He represents all of Native Americans, and he was credited under the President Trump's administration for getting the code talkers to endorse President Trump. They've never endorsed. They never endorsed First time ever. And, in fact, it was credited because of Jerry Ward and his work relationship with former Governor Sarah Palin. They were able to flip the Native American vote to the Republican Party for the first time in presidential election history. So with that being said, Jerry, you're coming on, and great to have you. And
11: if, I hope
2: you can hear me okay. Yeah. Uh, you're breaking up. Just when
3: he said, hey, hey, Jerry, can you do us a favor? If you're calling on a sale, if you got a landline, you can call us on a landline or try to call us back because the reception is really, really poor. So give us a call right back, Jerry. Appreciate it. The reception was really bad. Let's, while, while we're waiting on him, let's go to Craig from Mount Greenwood.
12: Craig. Oh, hello, John, man. It's always good to hear you and hear your program. You get those really good subjects. You have yeah. good... Uh, Guests you get under, the whole works. Yeah, hey, right Craig, well, Craig, before you start,
3: I hear we, we're supposed to be meeting for lunch soon. Uh, me, you, your daughter. Uh food, ha, ha food. that's very good. Yeah, I, small world. I had no idea you were her father.
12: Oh, uh, yeah. She was I won't ta- say she the name. Talks about you all, She talks about you all the time and everything. And I said, man, I said, I do I you. <laughs> holy, holy cow, man, what a small world. Anyways, All right, go ahead, yes, She right. told me she was at the table. She says, "Oh, I love him." Yeah, I said, yeah. I said he's my favorite host because of a, because of his demeanor and uh, your, your politeness, how you deal with uh, your um, your callers and everything. Thank you. So that's why you became my favorite. Thank. Anyways,
4: you. Brian. so um, was, let me ask you a cool. question. Uh, let me ask Craig, what's your thoughts on ranked choice voting? After uh, was was the show so far have been helpful?
12: Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, they they, they want to they want to continue to come up with ideas and do stuff that's 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 rat poison to basically destroy our uh, destroy our nation. We gotta we gotta like go. We gotta just get away from all of the, the funny business and just do a paper ballot, simple and you know, forget about all the all the shenanigans.
4: Yeah, you know, good point that you said that. Um, in fact, we just introduced legislation in South Carolina to only have paper ballots. Now, guess what? The Republicans that supported that did not support, um, you know, uh, uh, the, uh, the initiative uh, for, for um, sorry, for the ranked choice voting. So the, the ones that voted, sorry, the other ones that voted for ranked choice voting did not support the paper ballots. So that's how you know. You have to watch very closely on these Republicans on who's for America and
12: who's for the other side. Go ahead, and, and
3: Craig, quickly, um, you wanted to make a comment about Nikki Haley. we got about uh, 45 seconds.
12: Yeah, Nikki Haley's a rat. Now, you, you guys know that and everything, but here, more important, the, the, back, the backdrop to that is um, in the Bible, uh, whenever God judge a nation, there, he always brings, like raises up an individual that will take and tell the people what their sin is and everything but announce it before the judgment and everything like that. I think that guy is Donald Trump. He's like, he's like truth serum. He brings out all the stuff about all the agencies, the three-letter agencies, all the individuals, this Nikki, I liked her originally. I thought she was really good. Yeah. She is a rat. She's no good. I call her icky. Icky oh, Hilly. Anyway, so the thing is, is that what's so important here is this we gotta go. Republican Party is loaded with traitors. Ooh,
4: we got six seconds. That, Thank you for it. calling.
3: With that said, we'll be right back.
0: And now more black and white right with John Anthony on AM five sixty, the answer.
2: Welcome back. Switch
3: switch to Black and White right Radio on so AM 5, and in the answer I'm having a good time, Money Mike.
1: This,
3: I'm having a really, really good time, Money Mike. It's uh, I think it's been a very informative show. Yeah. Um, you know, normally uh, a lot of people don't know this, but um when when we're here, in the we normally don't really plan out a show. We just we know what we want to talk about and we I do my little, you know, my research on it, one of some of the things I want to talk about. And we just wing it, like basically what we're doing right now. <laughs> but let's go back to the phone lines. Eduardo from Tampa, you trader. Uh, yeah. Wait, hold on. Dennis Reveletti? yes, trader. <laughs> go ahead, Eduardo.
8: Yeah. Well, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, Germany, um, they are getting influenced by uh, Mister Erdogan, who was trying to get cozy with Mayor Adams. They're trying to set up a political action movie. They had 200,000, 200, 200 uh, increase in asylum applications. And that country claims because of their immigration policy, they want to have 400,000 workers every year. Ooh. Right now, as we speak, there's an a airport strike in Berlin. And a lot of people are having problems over there as far as getting housing. So they're going with tiny homes for living standards. Oh. So, that's the decline of that uh, economic powerhouse over there, Big Brother Europe.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, because you know they went so far left, and 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 do right. when when I'm sorry when you go that far left, man, destruction the of border. your country. Yep. There you look, go. Look at what's happening to America, um, and we and we they they're doing it to themselves like we're doing it to ourselves. Ah, Tom, why did you hang up? Thanks so much for calling, in, Eduardo. Tom, call back. Uh, let's go to Patrick from Schaumburg.
10: Patrick, hey,
3: how are you? Listen,
10: I'm not that dumb. I don't think so, and I I know about ranked choice voting rank voting. But I got a question. Say that I go in to vote and there's four candidates on the ballot. One is a conservative, three liberals. I vote for the conservative, but I don't want to vote for the other three liberals. Are you telling me that if I just vote for the one
4: conservative, my vote is thrown out? That's correct. That that That's called an undervote. So basically, uh, you have to rank all of the votes. And this is the reason why Uh, I ranked them because I didn't vote for them. Yeah, and so here's here's what we found, the chief complaint in Alaska. So a lot of these districts are so hard. You have to get in three airplanes, literally, just to get to their district. And some of these candidates, like Kelly Shabaka, who went down there and said, met with them, ate with them, and told them, made her case and why they want her vote. Well, when they received her ballot, the Native Americans just voted Kelly Shabaka, and they didn't know who Nick Begich was. They didn't know who... Uh, the, they knew what the incumbent was, but the new incumbent never—the incumbent never, you know—showed up in over a decade. So they just voted uh, for the candidate they wanted, and because they only singly-handed voted one candidate and didn't vote the other three down the line, that vote doesn't count. It's thrown out. The, the problem—the
10: the problem with this is that I think when people say ranked voting, it sounds good, right? It does, and it sounds attractive, but I think if you explain that to people. That you really your choices are limited. Yeah, that that's correct, I, and
4: that's why we're saying it's solution. I'm going to bring up another good point. And I yeah. thank you for your Thanks question. So much. Thanks well, so much for calling us. But Patrick. hold on, I want, to, I want to. Can Patrick stay on a little bit longer? Okay, go ahead. So, yeah. so I want to, Patrick. I want to bring up another uh, uh, another point to this. So, if you had four candidates, you have one conservative, uh, one moderate, and let's say two and four and four and two other liberal candidates. And and if you 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 are just sold on just two candidates, the conservative candidate and and the moderate candidate. And if you just rank the conservative candidate twice and the moderate candidate twice and you don't rank the other two uh, candidates, well, guess what? That's also you voted incorrectly and it's thrown out. So that's also part of the reason why, you know, it requires a level of literacy. Say when tails, you lose. Exactly. So that, I want to thank you for your question. And All right. Because we did not cover that earlier in the segment, and that was very helpful. And... Mm-hmm. Please, Thanks, if Patrick. you're if you're listening, call in, ask us rank choice voting questions, um, and, and 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 hey, we'll love to answer your questions for you. Yeah. All
3: right, Tom from Blue Island. You know what? With the, I I saw the comment you wanted to make. That's why I wanted you to call back,
13: <laughs> Johnny. I hear you. I'm just busting. I shop. know you are. Yeah, yeah, you used to be a Chicago cop, man, <laughs> and I grew up in Mount Greenwood, which means. By definition, the potential is there that you might be the enemy. Oh,
3: gosh. I'm not an enemy, brother. <laughs> I'm not an enemy. Trust me, I'm not. What's up, man? What are your thoughts about this ranked choice voting? So here's the
13: idea of ranked choice voting. The idea, without exception, and then John, this gets back to conversations we've had. Leftists, politics in in running government is their lives. Conservatives are out trying to work, trying to make money, trying to support their families. And yes, it doesn't mean they have less vigor for politics. It just means they have other things going on in their lives. To a leftist Democrat, the acquisition of power is the key. And so when you enter something like ranked choice voting and uh, your guest host brought it up, Kelly Tabaka in, in uh, Alaska, Lisa Murkowski was totally aware of what was up. Tabaka beat her. But Lisa Murkowski, under uh, another rhino Republican, is more interested in attaining and, and holding on to her power. So when you bring in a ranked-choice voting system, if, to what Mike said, if you don't vote down the line, they throw out your vote. Well, you know what I find funny about that is in 2020, no votes got thrown out. Right. Everybody was voting from everywhere all over the country with these Forty mail mail-in votes and nothing was able to get thrown out. But here, in a system like Alaska, with the ranked choice voting, if you didn't vote specifically in a proper way, meaning ranking your votes A, B, C, D, 1, 2, 3, 4, your vote got thrown out. We don't hear anything about uh, election election denial there or voter suppression there, do we?
3: No. Actually, we don't. Um, And,
4: and, and, And with that being said, the machines that tally up the votes—it took so long. That's why Alaska finished in last place. Which is no, and Alaska is normally the first reporting, right? They they normally report first, right? correct? And, and and you know what? Let me. Well, oh,
3: not at last because of, because
4: of the time and it had l- the least amount of participants in, yeah. in in the country. But let me tell you, it also makes it very expensive because before ranked choice voting. Thank you, Tom. Tom, I'm still
3: waiting. Go ahead. Yes, before Finish. ranked Pam, choice Pam, voting. I got you.
4: Uh, Alaska spent $150,000 in education. With rake choice voting, they're spending now $3 million on election education. Go ahead.
3: We're listening to Black and Right. Kip, David, hold the line. When we get back, we'll take your call. We now
0: return to Black and Right on AM560. The answer. Here's
3: John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with Money Mike, Mike Alfaro. Uh, Mike, you face millions for President Trump, right? Racks on racks. Ooh, make it rain, make it rain, Mike. Let's go to David from Lansing. David.
14: Hi, guys. Coming in medium like Salsa Verde. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Anyway, rank choice voting. I've heard it explained and it's like a calculus equation. Uh, and I, I'm like I ranked 33 out of 35 in the ACT and I had to hit, I had to hear it twice. It makes it's mind-boggling. However, that's I don't believe that's the fight we need to have. I do, I, I do appreciate you covering ranked choice voting. It, it needs to be covered yeah. in, in detail. However, I think the fight is with money. Conservatives have money. And liberals have money, and conservatives, uh, a.k.a. you know, including MAGA members and libertarians, they are horrible at where they place their money. While uh, yeah. socialists on the right side, I mean on the left side, are awesome and they know how to boycott and they know how to write letters and whatever. And we and they know how to now,
3: party at country clubs too. Oh, I'm sorry, did yeah, I say right. that out loud? So, I'm sorry. <laughs>
14: I, I know I know a staunch um, Trump supporter. His pr- bedroom is probably plastered with Trump paraphernalia and everything. And I know another uh, diehard MAGA member, and they both use Facebook. Meanwhile, Facebook, uh, you know, which is now Metastock, went up twenty percent on Friday. That tells me MAGA members are still giving Mark Zuckerberg, who put four hundred million dollars into the twenty in, in twenty nineteen into two, um, uh,
3: organizations
14: to help steal the election. Yeah. The hey, but, but David, did and, you... and, and we're still giving him money. We're still giving Zuckerberg money. We're, we're, we're not, we're still shopping at Target. We're still shopping at Starbucks. But you we're know why?
3: Wait, 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 let me stop. You know, you know why? Because that's where the eyes and ears are. Uh, you got to go where the eyes and ears are. The social media is where all of the eyes and ears are. But, and you talked about money. But Mike and and Philip Aizan, who um, we talked earlier, um, ranked choice voting is where
4: all the money is headed. And if we don't stop it in its tracks now, right, Mike? Yes. So, well, I talk a lot and I I work for President Trump. Okay. And not just as a volunteer, but I'm a paid consultant. Okay. My main job is to make sure that President Trump has the biggest purse because he who has the biggest purse wins the fight in D.C. Now, with that being said, I want to encourage all of our voters. Yes, I agree with you. Trump won the last election, and it was stolen from him. But we have to turn the page, and we have to focus on ranked choice voting. Ranked choice voting is the fix to end all conservatives. Chances. So, again, let's focus on ranked choice voting. Let's stop the big tech from winning the battle time and time again. Let's put the the power back to the people. And continue to to stay in. We're coming on in just a few more minutes. Really quickly, who we got coming up next? Adam Morgan, Freedom House Caucus member. This man founded the Freedom Caucus in South Carolina. He's a state rep, and he's running for Congress.
3: All right. We'll be right back. Prepare
0: to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed.
2: I, write
3: what, I live. Write what I live, my life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back to Hour 3 of Black and Right Radio on AM, AM 560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. If you missed those first two very informative hours, uh, head over to, uh-oh, head over to Black and Right. I mean, 560TheAnswer.com, download the podcast, and uh, you don't, you'll never miss an episode of Black and Right Radio. Uh, while you're at it, um, as I've been stating For quite some time now, I'm looking to take the show and syndicate it until I get a full-time show. Um, The way you can help with that, head over to blackandrightradio.com, purchase some merchandise. All proceeds will go to helping with the show and syndicating the show across the country. So if you want to help, that's how you can
4: do it. I really appreciate it. Uh, Take it away, Money Mike. Yes, thank you, John. Next up, we have Representative Adam Morgan from the South Carolina Freedom Caucus. Now, he's actually the founder of the South, Car- uh, South Carolina Freedom Caucus and a state representative, and he's running for Congress against an incumbent. But, Adam, welcome, and please uh, introduce yourself. Who are you, and uh, what's, what's your, your thoughts on ranks and, and what's district? His district? Yeah, yeah, districts and all. Go ahead. Hey,
7: hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's good to be with y'all. And, uh, yeah, I represent the uh, area of Greenville, South Carolina, District 20, in the State House. And I'm chairman of the Freedom Caucus, and I'm running for Congress in the 4th District, uh, which is the upstate Greenville Spartanburg in South Carolina.
4: Right. Yeah, and Adam, you, you know, we met um, just recently at the Judicial Committee when, when we testified against uh, ranked choice voting. And thank you for your efforts in helping us, uh, uh, notifying us, notifying the Trump campaign, the, the Veterans for Trump, and the election integrity groups, I mean, you were the one that really galvanized the community. We flood that committee. They thought that no one was going to show up and that uh, the, the big, woke corporations of America would have their way. But because of you, um, yeah. you galvanized the community. So give us an update of, of where, we, what, where we're going on and, and where we're at with that bill.
7: Yeah, I mean, it was a blueprint for success. This is how conservatives uh, win. Uh, we find out about uh, plans from the moderates or the Uniparty or the left or whoever, uh, find it find it out, expose it, inform the public, galvanize support, and then let the people uh, do what they do best, which is uh, push their legislators to do the right thing. Uh, we got uh, intel that they were going to be having a hearing on ranked choice. Now, to be fair, they were he- having a hearing both on a bill that would bring ranked choice voting to South Carolina, And another bill that would ban ranked choice voting in South Carolina, which is really weird. That's very uh, odd to have two completely opposing bills like that. Um, But we got a lot of people out. Thank you so much for your work, Michael, in in galvanizing a lot of that support. And I mean, they just eviscerated the bill, the conservatives did, that showed up to testify. So uh, the uh, ranked choice uh, bill was uh, struck down uh, to try to bring it to South Carolina. And then uh, they didn't get to the one that would ban it, which uh, is fr- a little frustrating. But now we have, you know, we went from like two sponsors on that bill to ban it totally to like 24 or something. Uh, so from the uh, pressure from the grassroots. Uh, so I think all the energy now is to actually ban it rather than sneaking it through. And it was actually a Republican. Uh, that was pushing the to bring ranked-choice voting to South Carolina, which was probably the most shocking part of that. It's one of, one of the guys that has the worst voting records in the state. Uh, he's a known uh, liberal who has run <laughs> as a Republican. Oh, boy. And uh, so
4: thankfully, that doesn't happen. Uh, he lost. And, 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 <laughs> it and, does, and, all over South Carolina. <laughs> Adam, and every and, and, and recall we were you know debating um, – at the uh, the committee against all the the establishment, the rhinos. There was a particular Republican a state representative who started literally whining because he was saying, "Enough of this! I'm getting so many text messages that if you vote for ranked choice voting, then you're voting against Trump, and we're going to vote you out." Who was that uh, that representative? He literally had a meltdown. I couldn't believe it, and he was a <laughs> Republican. Well, maybe I should believe that was, it.
7: I'm per- I'm pretty sure that was the the same representative who was supporting the bill. Uh, Neil Collins. He's from uh, also from the upstate. He's the Sounds one like
4: that's a neo-Nazi on it.
7: Yeah. Well, you know what? The funniest part to me was, as he was saying all that, he his He said that the reason he was pushing this bill is we just we need people to get along better in elections. Like Democrats and Republicans, we need to stop you know all the infighting and the we're at and, war. How Sorry. is infighting? There's no infighting with the left. Like they're our opposition. Hey, like, so hey, so, hey, he, so with rank choice voting, wait, he, he wants got. to create
4: a safe. Basically, with rank choice voting, his reasons for it is to create a safe safe space for him. Safe space so he can yeah, be for uh, general uh, elections. right? And he doesn't have to say what he stands for, and and uh, he doesn't have to worry about being attacked. Well, why is he in office for, then? God. I guess he wants a participation uh, trophy, or he wants participation like uh, representatives. Go ahead, John.
1: The
7: the problem is that he's not a Republican, and when he has to take hard votes, it exposes that. And that's what he wants to get rid of. He wants to get rid of people like me and like other conservatives who are going to actually offer uh, legislation, offer amendments to legislation that make him uh, let his opinions be known, which then in a primary he's going to lose re-election because he's an actual liberal.
3: Yeah representative um we had the lieutenant governor on um in the second hour of the show uh what a i mean just i mean I would love i'm I'm in illinois, so we haven't had the pleasure of having a, a mcmasters and a and a pamela lieutenant governor like Pamela We haven't had that pleasure here in in the state of illinois because it's it's you have to run left to center in order to win the governorship here in the state of illinois uh but what are you hearing about what what what's 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 happening out there? On the ground in South Carolina, as it relates to this matchup between Donald Trump and South Carolina's own girl Nikki Haley, who's going to win this race?
7: I, I don't know that we claim her anymore. <laughs> I just, I just yeah, you know, just as a disclaimer. No, uh, I think it's pretty obvious that all the energy is behind the president. Um, I, you know, I think I've seen two Nikki Haley signs. Uh, and I'm in the, the largest uh, share of Republican voters come from the county I'm in. It's one of the largest. It's Greenville County. And if you're going to have support, you're, you you got to have it there. And I think it's going to be just a clean sweep. I think uh, it's going to be somewhat of an embarrassing uh, night for uh, Governor Haley to lose her own state by the margins that I would expect. By the way, we got uh, text messages today uh, that begging Democrats to vote in our primary. They, they were sent out last night. To Democrats, because you see the Democrat primary is today, the, uh, the the presidential preference primary. The Republican one is like two weeks from now. Yeah. So they sent text messages to all the Democrats last night and said, hey, 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 don't vote uh, in this primary. Vote in the next one, in the Republican one, because democracy is on the line. Yeah. And, and, and,
4: and, and so in, and even in Illinois, if you're registered as a Republican, you have to you can only vote as, you know, your party lines. But in South Carolina, well, it's, it's, it's open. It's a semi, you can go anywhere.
3: Illinois is a semi-open because you can go in in the primary and still, even though even though you've registered as a Democrat or Republican, you the next election we call them swing voters. The next election you can come, you can vote uh, whatever the opposite so, party. So
4: basically, the plan is for Nikki Haley is to count on the Democrats to get a, a victory.
3: Operation Chaos, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah.
7: That's yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> but it's it's not going to work. I mean, the, you know, Democrats. A lot of Democrats already vote in the Republican primary, and I just think uh, even with that influence, you know, that's how popular President Trump is here. Uh, he's going to yeah. he's going to sweep it pretty easily. And by the way, we, you know, we've tried to close the primary multiple times. In fact, my members of the Freedom Caucus we have put that amendment on like three different bills and have you know have forced a vote on it, and all the Republicans that are not Freedom Caucus members pretty much have voted it down year after year. And then here they are now collectively wringing their hands, saying how this is so terrible that, you know, Nikki's asking Democrats to vote in our primaries. It's like, well, you clowns, you never, you know, (laughs) changed the law to keep them out. You guys love that they vote in the primaries. That's how people like Neil Collins get elected every cycle, is by going out and begging their Democrat friends to vote. Uh, Now, Representative. It just kind of goes back to the problems with our party.
3: Representative, we have you for another segment, I believe, right? Right, um, Mike? We, That's correct. Can I hold you over for one more segment? Yeah, sure. All right, uh, Because we have a, a caller, Greg. I don't know if this is one of your friends, uh, Mike, Greg mm. from Savannah, Georgia. Nope, but, but um, let's make new friends. We, uh, do you mind taking calls as well, Representative? Uh, sure. All right, we got a Greg from Savannah, Georgia, and he wants to talk about ranked choice voting, so uh, I'd love to see what his question is. Greg, I want you to hold the line, because when we get back from the break, uh, I'll bring you into the conversation, uh, because uh, to me, this is... You, you you want to put the final nail in the republic. Ranked choice voting is one of the ways you you put the final nail into the republic. Because um, I, I, people, I want I want a final nail into the d- democracy. I want to see death to democracy. I want to see America return to who she is—a republic, a represent, a constitutional republic. You want to sit? You want to? Ooh, I almost said something. You want to change? You want to change states like Illinois? Take her back to, to, to her constitutional republic roots. But unfortunately, we have people in power like the George Soros of the world who, who understand the power of a constitutional republic and they'll never want it to go back. Uh, Representative Hold the Greg, we'll bring you in. We'll be right back.
0: It's this show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John
3: Anthony. And I'm 560. The answer. Welcome maybe back I'm to foolish, Black and Right. You know, maybe one of my favorite fine. movies of all time is Chevy Chase's behind, Fletch. I'll never forget so uh, myself, uh, Senator Mike Connolly, and uh, State Representative. Um, I won't say his name, but we would always try to find our underhills for the night. <laughs> State reps. I'll uh, just put it on the underhills. The underhills will take care of the bill. Bob Underhill. Welcome, brother. <laughs> Speaking to the mic. Oh, he's my, your mic's off. You, you, you're on? Speak into it. Just speak into it. Hello. There, there you go. You. Yeah, I'm up. Uh, hey, before, John. How are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, you brought somebody in with you. Who'd you bring in? Kirsten Lindenberg. Say hello.
11: Hi, everyone.
3: Ah, the, the famous writer?
11: That's me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I really Thank appreciate you. you guys coming in. We'll get to you guys after we, we finish this second. Before the break, we were talking to Representative Adam Morgan, um, Mike, I, I, you, you brought up a very important point during the break. Uh, what the Freedom Freedom Caucus had to endure in the state of South Carolina. Go ahead with your question.
4: Yeah, Adam, can you can you go ahead and and explain like what you had to go through when you start found, founded uh the House Freedom Caucus for South Carolina? What did the Republicans do exactly?
7: Yeah, yeah, we got together. It, we actually started it because uh, of the fight over Save Women's Sports. We were just trying to pass a bill that would make men playing men's sports and girls playing girls. And uh, also over the vaccine issue, they were trying to force it on all uh, state employees and on firemen and police officers. And we were trying to prohibit uh, those state entities from forcing it. We won both of the issues, but only because we were fighting tooth and nail and they had actually kind of gone after several of our members. So we got together and we're like, look, we got to get more organized, more coordinated on message and, and just better strategic game plans. So we uh, pulled the trigger. We launched the Freedom Caucus, had wild success the first year, shut down a pediatric transgender clinic that was state-funded, uh, you know, basically transitioning children uh, on no, the taxpayer dollars in South Carolina. I mean, if wow. you're, not, not Illinois, not New York, in South Carolina. We sued school districts that were, um, you know, breaking the law. We had passed a, a law banning ideological indoctrination, like CRT and stuff like that. Two school districts blat- blatantly breaking it. We sued. We win. It's co- taken out of both the schools. So a, a big successes. And but then the primaries hit, and we picked up eight new members, and that included two people who beat longtime establishment rhinos that had terrible voting records. Well, the establishment in Columbia was like, no, we can't have this. We can't have 20 Freedom Caucus members, you know, really changing this state and actually winning on all conservative issues. So they implemented a pledge on all Republican Caucus members. They made us sign it, and it said that you couldn't call out any other member. You couldn't say anything about the way they vote. You couldn't make anybody look bad. Uh, yeah, any other Republican caucus? Now remember, we're in South Carolina, it's a Republican supermajority. There's 80 some Republicans. So almost the entire chamber is Republican. And they passed a rule that says I can't even share pictures of the public voting board on social what? media. I can't even take a picture of the public Okay, voting Representative and, and put Representative,
3: it. I got to stop you right there. I'm I'm a former state yeah. rep here in the state of <laughs> Illinois. I was I, I I was a Republican in a, in a in a swing district as well. But to say that you can't have any, I mean, how is that not uh, a First Amendment um, violation?
7: Well, it, it, in a sense it is. But see, it's a private, the caucus is a private group. It's not a government entity. So they were saying you can't do this or else you're kicked out of the Republican caucus. Not out of office, but out of the Republican caucus, this you know, okay. closed private group. Okay, and then. So they said sign it or else you're out. And we're like, heck no, we're not signing it. In fact, one of my members said... What if somebody does something illegal or immoral? I, you're saying I can't call them out for that? They said yes. Well, ironically, we all got kicked out. Uh, 17 members got thrown out of the Republican Congress because we wouldn't sign it. And then r- right after that, we found out that a, one of the big wigs in leadership got busted for a pay-to-play scheme where he was telling lobbyists, if you donate campaign cash to me, I will move your bills out of, of committee, which is a blatant breaking of state laws. But guess what? Essex laws, guess what? Nobody can call them out except for us because they all signed this crony <laughs> oh, pledge. Wow. There's no other state in the country or caucus, Republican or Democrat at any level, state or federal, has this kind of uh, pledge. Right. So this was the first time thing that South Carolina tried. Wow. Well, we got kicked out. And the truth is we've only gotten even you know more successful since then because of all the grassroots support. I mean, the media kind of ran with it. It, it really became like this dividing line where people could see, wow, who are the real conservatives and who are the ones that actually want, you know, to cover for establishment hacks yeah. that are destroying our state.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, Representative, I'm going to bring in Greg from Savannah, Georgia. Greg, thanks so much for holding. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, what's your question about RCV? Uh, Ranked choice voting. Greg, you there? Greg, are you there? Greg? From- there you go. I can hear you. Thanks for holding. Yes, come here now. I I got you. Go loud and clear.
1: I'm great. I, I, it might be a little low on my phone. Um, what I was going to say was, I'm with all of you. I think what you guys are saying is great. And I think, you know, the thing is, you're going to eliminate any form of leadership and any place you put choice voting. You're, you're basically throwing leadership as 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 not only a, a as a prerequisite out the window. Run for office, and it, it almost it almost makes it so that it's impossible for you to have any any leadership ability um, and, and 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 do this. So um, I guess the question is, how do we explain to other people who are looking for commonality and who are tired of the fighting that's going on? How do we explain to them? How do we make a, a stronger argument to them uh, to get them to uh, to support? Um, you know to go against uh, go against uh, uh, rank choice voting. Representative, yeah, I think
7: the answer is you know, we can we can see the the result of the states that have implemented ranked choice voting. It's just been a disaster for conservatives. I'd say a disaster for Republicans. Yeah, um, and there's a reason why uh, you know they know how to game this system. It waters down and dilutes your vote, and it really it, the whole point of it is to get. More moderate, less principled uh, leaders, which is kind of exactly what you were just saying. So I think as people get to see that, and you can explain that and show them kind of what's happened in these states where people who lost the election somehow win and get to represent uh, the public. It's like tyranny of the minority. It makes no sense. Right. So I'm, um. So yeah, I, I think that's that's the answer. Yeah.
4: And Greg, Greg, I'm going to step in a little bit. So what Kelly Shabaka done uh, when when she went, she had. Hey, I'm. I'm. This is the truth that I'm fighting for, right? And so, and what happened was Lisa Murkowski, the inventor and in, you know of the ranked choice voting, where did this start? Well, hold on, let's, let's go. Ahead. I'll, I'll get I'll get to that. But what they did was Lisa Murkowski and and um, would partner with the Democrat Mary Patola, and they endorse each other. They campaigned together wow. so they can increase the ranked choice voting. So they want to say that with ranked choice voting, there's less fighting. No, what's happening is you're going to get the rhinos and the Democrats to partner up as a gang, and they're going to bulldoze you down if you step outside of what the ranked-choice voting and special interests wants. That's exactly what happens. So there's no going away in political fighting. It's unite behind the interests in corporate America, woke America, or you're dead. Wow. Does that answer your question, Greg?
3: I think Greg's gone. Um, Wow, dude. So help me understand, who was the think tank behind ranked-choice voting? And what was the first state
4: it was implemented in? Anybody know, Representative? I, actually, I do. I, it's, it was, it was um, implemented actually in the state of Alaska uh, as a, for the federal races. But um, for the uh, municipal races, like city council, mayor, and it was in California. And that was actually brought in by uh, um, 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 our vice president, our current vice president. Oh, Kamala. Kamala Harris. Yes, she was also one of the people behind it. And, and in fact... That's it, it's been around in, in America for seventeen years, and the, the rhinos and the Democrats are saying, "Hey, this is not a new system. This is a system that Australia has adapted in their their country for over a hundred years, and therefore we should be like Australia." My question is, when the heck did we ever follow Australia in any fight and anything we ever did in America?
3: <laughs> That's true, yeah. uh, uh, Representative. We got one minute. Can you, we got one minute? Can you just give us a, a, a just a final thoughts about? Where do we go from here as far as ranked choice voting?
4: And, and talk about your campaign too against yeah. for Congress as well. And well, you know what? I'll you, hold
3: I them think? over. I'll hold you over, Representative, because I don't want to. I don't want to do you that way. Um, I know how. I know what it's like um, to be on radio. Um, I'll hold you over. Um, in the next segment, we'll let you talk about your campaign and t- talk about how people can help because I have a huge listening audience in South Carolina. Uh, actually, my friend right now, who's I serve with, uh, Dennis Reveletti he actually has two condos out there, so he's out there right now. In in in, I don't know. I don't. I want to. I don't want to say where he's at, but he's in South Carolina right now, listening to the show. So I have a huge South Carolina listening audience. So I would love to have you in, uh, speak. <clears throat> excuse me about your campaign to my listening audience. Could there be an endorsement alert? Oh, you listening to Black and Right? We'll be right back.
12: It's good to him, baby girl. Hey. 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 That's right.
3: Black and Right continues on AM
0: 560. Once again, here's John Anthony.
3: Live your life. life. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, Before we go back to the representative, I have to take this call. Because every time she calls in, I take her call. And she's near and dear to my heart, and I love her to death. Marion and all of 90-plus years old, welcome back to Black and Right.
2: Thank you, John. Uh, I wanted to say that Lisa Mikowski finds a way to win. In 2010, when she lost the primary, she had a write-in for the election, and she won. She beat yep. both the Democrat and yep. the Republican, then. so she finds some way to win, and I wouldn't trust the way as far as I could throw her.
3: I agree. Mary, <laughs> did you get your T-shirt?
2: No, I didn't.
3: You did, okay, okay. Um, Pete, get Marion's number for me again, because you know I lost all my contacts. I'll make sure I, I get it. I send it to you, uh, Marion. Uh, I really appreciate
4: every time you listen in. Thank well,
2: I listen in every week. And I know. You don't
4: always call it. <laughs> you know, Marion. I was gonna say about that. As uh, um, Lisa Murkowski, when they added the write-in, they spent over a half a million, uh, half a million dollars on getting a bunch of cute kids to do like a riddle of a song and how to spell out her name. And they blast yep. that everywhere throughout the state. And even though everyone hated her for her policies and her, uh, you know, betrayal, they saw these cute kids and it <laughs> just, they could not help but um, turn away uh, and, and they actually end up voting. And So, yes, they are very creative. They always find a way to, to the back door to, to win. That's true.
2: Marion, yeah. thank you so she much. She is living on her dad's reputation.
4: Hey, that's hey, right. It's like Darth Vader. She just inherited one power to the next. And that, and the, Lisa Murkowski has been in power in Alaska, the family, over 70 years. Yeah. And, so, and, and people have said, democracy, republic, doesn't <laughs> matter. Who, uh, why do we have a state of America that's controlled by one family for 70 years?
3: Uh, hey, hey, Marion, he, um, head over yes. to blackandrightradio.com. Uh, when I call you, let me know what you want on there, and I'll, I'll send it to you, okay?
9: Okay, thank you.
3: All right, thank you so much, Marion. I'm sorry, Representative. Um, Representative, I I I love I love when people like Marion call into the show. Uh, I I give them time. But Representative, you you got a campaign coming up. Talk to us about it. Um, Do you have a? There's no primary. I I take it, and um, who you running against?
7: Well, there is a primary. Oh, it is a primary. Primary is in June. Yeah, yeah. So I'm running uh, actually this June. Uh, there's a current incumbent uh, who has uh, struggled to get reelected a couple of times now and uh, doesn't have a great voting record, doesn't show up to work uh, very much. And, uh, yeah, I think we need stronger uh, representation, somebody that will show up, that will uh, fight for our values and uh, actually you know, vote conservatively. I, th- I had to laugh earlier when you were talking about the ranked choice voting um, with the like, what, how do we stop the fighting, I think was the, the phrase. It's like we need the fighting. We need people who will go into office recognizing what's at stake and, and will actually fight for those values at every turn because the reality is our opposition wants to fundamentally change this country. They want to destroy the things that have made us a great nation and have you know, given all the blessings that we enjoy to us. So they want to fundamentally change that. And you have to realize that everything we do in government, it's taking away someone's liberty. It's taking away somebody's money and spending it somewhere else. And so you better have somebody that's in there who's going to contend against forces that want to uh, waste that money, that want to change the nation, want to indoctrinate the kids, whatever it is. Uh, You better be able to stand up and speak out or else you are going to lose. Uh, and we need more of that in, especially in the Republican Party. You know, I've heard—I can't remember who it was that made the the phrase famous—but you know, a lot of the reason the problems that we have is as much to do with the cowardice of the right as it is the radicalness uh, of the left. Ooh, it's,
11: and it's, it sounds like, like Rush. True. The
7: left has the left has always been radical. They've always been you know, communists who want to you know destroy what we hold dear. But unfortunately, we've elected too many Republicans who are embarrassed by their values, who are embarrassed by their voting base. And, you know, they, they always duck and cover on any main issue. And so when we get in power, we do the bare minimum. But when the left gets in power, they steamroll their agenda and their campaign promises immediately. Yeah, And it, it's just time we can't keep doing this over and over again. Uh, we have to actually stand and fight and really actually make some offensive uh, maneuvers like we've got to actually win on some things, and that's what we've done with the Freedom Caucus. Uh, you know, we've actually filed the lawsuits, uh, fought for the legislation. We let the grassroots know. We kill the bad bills, uh, and yeah, a lot of people uh, get mad at us. You know, the media hates us. The left hates us. The moderates hate us. But you know what? We actually win, and that's what you do when you know what you believe and you're willing to fight for it. Uh, you can your side's actually going to win, and so that's why I'm running for Congress. Uh, you can check me out. Uh, VoteAdamMorgan.com. I'm definitely going to be joining the Freedom Caucus uh, in Congress. Like I said, you got to surround yourself with good people. Uh, you got to go in realizing that the lobbyists—that's uh, th- really the group that runs things around there—and yep. whoever the lobbyists hate are probably the good people. Yeah. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Representative, I would love to have you back on in that summer month as you're running, as you continue to run for office. Um, to have you up, give us an update as far as how's your campaign going. Is that okay?
7: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on.
3: All right. Representative Adam Morgan, thank you so much for joining Black and Right. Kip, Mitchell, hold the line. We'll take your calls when we get back.
7: Back to Black and
0: Right with John Anthony on AM560
3: The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the money man, Mike Alfaro, and my buddy, the Underhills, Robin Allegra. (laughs)
15: <laughs> you were looking for a name for me the last time I was on the show. Yeah, so the Underhill. Maybe, maybe you just found it.
3: I just found it. You're the Underhill, baby. Put it on the Underhills, under rather. Uh, let's go to the fall lines. Uh, Kip from Stillman Valley, thanks for holding.
6: Hey, John, thank you very much for taking my call. I know that the troublemaker isn't there, but let me throw out a real between you and I and The Troublemaker and your guests there and and supporters all around. Between George Michael, Prince, and Marvin Gaye. Even though I love Marvin Gaye. Prince, if you throw I'm Sheila E. on it. That 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 has got to be my 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 pick. Brother, you know I'm what I mean? Prince. I'm no, going no, no, with no, no, Prince between those. I'm
4: picks. all about my, yeah, having it this time.
6: Oh my God, man! Oh, <laughs> man! You want to talk about firing up a
3: Sexually dance healing.
6: floor? Oh my
3: <laughs> Lord! All right, what's man. up, brother? What's going on? We're hey, not talking all
6: all about right, sexual now. healing.
2: let me go to what I called you on. You know what?
6: You know what's going to be sad in our country that we all love in the United States. America, is when we're going to be considered as occupiers. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He, Amen. I mean, I, mean, I mean, come on, man. Swallow that one time. I don't want to take your <laughs> weapon away from it. I'll leave that, that to you. you. Well, he loves you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Thank you for calling. swallow
3: it up, brother. Yeah. Mitchell from this place. <laughs> what
2: and, um, How do you follow uh, that uh, up, Mitchell? What? I will, okay. I will with confidence. First of all, regarding elections, whew, to the victor goes to the spoils, Daniel. Okay. And the, 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 this idea that you think you have fair and balanced uh, elections with integrity is a Johnny Appleseed fairy tale, number one. Just ask Jack Kennedy and Nixon. Was that a fair and balanced election when it was stolen by the House Select Committee on assassination that confirmed it? Rate rape chase voting is the biggest threat to the de- to the democratic machine policy that runs the po- that runs the gamut. They don't want they don't want rain chase because because it's a waste of your the thing about rank chase voting, why right? Maine, Wyoming, Kansas, Alaska, you know, they did that because and obviously, you know, neurotic California is because they were at least smart enough to realize on some level That you're not wasting your vote. And the problem is that when you have all of this one party that dictates who's going to win, okay? And, you know, getting back to uh, 2016, you think that rate change voting would have helped out the following. Bernie Sanders in the primary... In 2016, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ross Perot on some level because he never won any states. By the way, folks, in a, a presidential election, Ross Perot got 18.9 percent of the popular vote. He never won one state. You got to go back to 1968 when George Wallace, Uh-oh. okay, <laughs> he won five states, Daniel Uh-oh. got 46 electoral college votes. So I'm telling you this right now, Rachel's voice doesn't waste your vote. But see, that the biggest problem that they have to overcome is that they're never going to see the daylight in perennial swing states. And listen, well, Illinois is so systemically corrupt. You think they're going to bring in that element? Because the fact is that they're going to steal these elections in Illinois to the day of tomorrow. You have zero chance. Yeah. Your Republican ideas are great, but they're never going to see the light of day. You got Fed Albert, this ju- oh, nut shop, uh governor. Who, who, wants to, who basically tells the police to go? Basically, uh, stand yeah. Don't down. say it. You know, I, I, <laughs> I think you're getting
4: so hot on fire. I need to go get a, a nice uh, cool water. Take a, take take a oh, little breather. Mitchell
3: Mitchell's always on fire.
2: Yeah, he's, he's breaking
3: it. Uh, Mitchell, you didn't say daddy yo man. What happened?
2: I am Daddy. I'm telling you, this is the king of Daddios. Uh, Pritzker is the worst thing for Illinois, and rain choice boarding is basically the best thing we can, But they're never going to institute because that's their kryptonite, Daddio. Do you hear what I'm saying?
3: I do. Thanks so much for calling us, Mitchell.
2: Daddio. All right, I Allegra.
4: Whatever she's drinking. yeah.
3: Please yeah. send yeah. it sounds my like way. A, it sounds like email. A people, sounds like a few people were blitzed uh, calling into the show today. <laughs> 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 I ain't never heard Mitchell like that. Uh, Allegra, yes, you want to make a plea? Yes. What's your Um, plea?
15: John, you know, I've been on your radio station. This is the third time, I believe, right now. Uh, Fourth, I believe. Fourth time. We've talked about the injustice in our criminal system. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the the corruption in the state government. We've talked about the corruption in the federal government. The people that know my story, we are looking at a fraudulent indictment that a federal prosecutor created himself on a piece of paper and presented it to be fact. Mm -hmm. We've pursued the criminal system to get us a copy of the transcripts from the grand jury and they refuse our grand jury number represents somebody else's court case, not mine. And I'm really putting a plea out for preferably an attorney that's outside of Illinois. Yeah. That's willing to go against the federal government. Uh, I've had two big, large firms that have looked at my case. They've both said that there's judicial error prosecution error and actual innocence so why didn't they take it up they do not want to go against the federal government and they so they
3: make money from the federal government that's why it's, they're
15: they're in the business of and if you really think about what an attorney does is he represents the system the court system not the client yeah you know the doctor takes a hippocratic hypocritical oath yeah. for the patient but the attorneys work for the for the for the law system yeah and um so I really. And you're writing
3: a book about this, right?
15: Well, I have a book writer here oh, next to me Oh, yeah. That's been uh, <laughs> plugging away for uh, how, how long have you been writing now? Uh,
11: apparently, too long for you.
3: <laughs> so you're helping him write his show? I am. i do mean, you write his book?
11: I'm helping him write. Uh, we're starting with an article, yeah. and uh, it's getting pretty long, so maybe it'll be a book. When by will today. that
3: be available?
11: That's the million-dollar question. I'm working as hard as I can. I'm trying to get it done in the next couple of weeks. So, okay, yeah, All right. everyone, yeah. just get off my back.
3: <laughs> Are you talking about uh, the Underhill? <laughs> <laughs> underhill, get off her back, please. <laughs> let her, let her. Let, hey, when you're pressing, creativity doesn't blossom. That's right. When you back up, creativity blossoms, Thank you. and sh- you're able sh- to produce a great work.
15: This lady knows that I've left her alone. She calls me up and we <sighs> just do our hour interviews and continue on from there. Yeah. But uh, Kirsten, you've read everything yep. that we've presented. Was there a crime?
11: There was no crime. Yeah. Was I, I was skeptical. I will not skeptical, but I was. Um, I will be the judge of that. I'm right. Kind of, I'm that kind of person. Right. And so I've been through everything. <clears throat> um, I've done a lot of outside research yeah. of other people and this happens to-
3: and we're gonna talk about that when we get back from break too oh okay hey, hey uh don you, you know me very well I, I i comment with my youtube youtubers because they provide a lot of good content uh you listen to the black and right we'll be right back this is black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer welcome back welcome back to black and right radio on am 560 the answer I'm your host, John Anthony Live in Studio. It is very dry in the studio. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. Isn't it very dry in here? I lost my voice. I've I've I don't know how many cups of water I, I drink throughout the show, but it gets really dry in here. It's like and this is also a fair day cage, so. Um, but you want to
15: make it one more well, last yeah, plea? I'd, I'd like to, to make a plea how. again. I'm looking for a federal criminal attorney, preferably not in the state of Illinois. Contact John at AM five sixty. Uh, I'm willing to pay. There's not, I'm not looking for a freebie, but I need somebody that's got the guts to go after. You don't the have supplement. an
3: email address to give up?
15: Um, they can go to Allegra at AOL.com. Yeah. B-O-B-A-L-L-E-G-R-A at right. AOL.com.
3: If you're an attorney, um, Allegra at AOL.com. Yep. All right. Um, so let's talk about your writing. Why aren't you releasing re-releasing your book?
11: Well, I don't own the book. Okay. It was uh, written for the Chicago Crime Commission. Yeah. And it's quite dated. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I.
3: But you've written other things though.
11: Yeah. I've, that yeah. you
3: do own.
11: Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, I'll, <laughs> I'll release anything you want. But um, I mean, the the funny thing was, I kind of left that. I, the book was on organized crime and criminal organizations yeah. in general. Did some street gang stuff. And and
3: you've actually interviewed interviewed um, Larry Hoover, right? No, no, no. Oh, you can't no, say that out No, 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 no.
11: <laughs> I, no, I didn't interview Larry Hoover. I have, I have another, I had another CI that oh. I had access to. So, but it wasn't Larry Hoover. Yeah. Um, but well, but yeah, I wrote a screenplay on Larry right. Hoover. Yes, yes, I wrote something on Larry yeah, Hoover. Yeah, 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 So yeah. that's available for sale. Anybody yeah. wants it. Where, where
3: can people find that?
11: I, they have to contact John Anthony at and oh, he can contact me. It's it's in a mattress uh, under my mattress. Brother,
3: you want to give your, cl- your closing um thoughts, uh, Mike Alfaro
4: yes thank you everyone for tuning in today um i know everyone's focused on what happened in the last election cycle with uh, how it was stolen from all of us but i want you to focus on ranked choice voting you know they're very clever as soon as we catch on to what they're doing they have another plan up their sleeve and their plan up their sleeve is ranked choice voting it's the fix and so thank you all for tuning in be be vigilant and 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 and, and call your representatives make sure that they, they do not in the midnight hour pass ranked choice voting. Thank you. Ah,
3: thank you. That was quick. That was quicker than I thought. Um, I want to thank everybody for, listening, for tuning in. I want to thank um, Lieutenant Governor uh, Pamela Evitt, right? Mike? Yes. Okay, because I called her Yvette, and she was like, oh, no, that's not my name. <laughs> Evitt, yeah. And um, State Representative Adam Morgan. Jerry Ward, we didn't get to talk to. He's another Trump transition guy. We didn't get to talk to because the the connection was really bad, so it's unfortunate. And Philip Izon, go follow him. Um, I'm telling you to truly understand what ranked choice voting is about, and how I believe it's the final death nail to the Republic of, of this this great country. Uh, also, if you're listening, head over to blackandwhiteradio.com, purchase some merch. I'm trying to take this show send, um, and syndicate the show uh, so that we can be heard in other states. Because I believe other states need to hear the message of what we bring here at Black and Right Radio. Um, because we push back against a lot. My YouTube crowd, Facebook, Rumble crowd, thank you so much for tuning in. Bob Allegra,
15: thank you. Thank you, John. Email address real quick. Bob Allegra at AOL.com. And it's B-O-B. Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete, thank you. Chat,
3: thank you for bringing everybody in. We'll see you next week.